and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. All right, we're rolling. Anyway, anyway, what the hell way to start a podcast? Is Let's that? start that over. <laughs> welcome to The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? Oh, man. Let me tell you, you guys told us to watch Ultraman Leo, and now we know why. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> Very interesting, to put it mildly. There's a reason that these were not highly rated. Like, they're not great. I enjoy them. They're fun, but they're not great. Yeah. I mean, Let's face it. One, it's heavily dramatic. Yes. Like, Overly dramatic. It is. Well, that's that can be 70s Japanese programming. It's Don't like know. I'm not familiar. You know, okay. there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of Dan Maraboshi being a real jerk. Yes. <laughs> to, to get in this, like really, like. Yeah, I'm slapping them around. It's gonna treat you like a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna learn everything I know. Yeah. Okay. So, fourteen point six percent approval rating on this guy um, at the time. Four twenty six, nineteen seventy four. Okay. Um, directed by uh, Kiyosumi Fuzukawa, and I, I, I tell you what, I like the direction in these. I it's a little like, dramatic with the like, <laughs> like the, yeah, the exactly rapid close ups, back and forth close ups, and the weird camera angles that wrote down a couple different times. I'm like, dude, we get the point. I like it. I like one it. shot of a bad camera angle. I'll let slide. I yeah. don't know. Every other shot is a bad camera angle. You're like, dude, I don't want to get seasick watching a television show. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if things like the '66 Batman didn't. Influences because the '66 Batman. Every time the villains were on screen, it was sideways. It was off, off center, yeah. and I got that. Do you know why? Because they weren't just normal. That's my only thought of it. They're and crooked. Okay. The villains are crooked. The Therefore, Dutch angles. I got you. Yeah, and I, it, it made sense. Yeah, you know, I always figured. Okay, yeah, you watch it. And you're just like, if you don't even, if, if even if you don't think about it. As you're watching it, you're like, "Oh yeah, okay, this is it's it's a creative choice." Yeah. But even the the director said, "Yeah, they did it because they're crooked." Okay. And I was like, "God, that's so good." That made sense. Yeah, it made sense. Never thought about it. Before. Yeah, it really does make sense. Yeah. So our first episode tonight, uh, a farewell to tears. Uh, third episode of Ultraman Light and the summary brief summary. Mysterious alien begins attacking and brutally killing Mac members. And Leia must up. My in. God. When you say brutally killing, this is theoretically supposed to be a kids show. They within the first five minutes, people, two guys get cut in half. Yeah, the monster and I mean, is cut in half. Where they show you the two separate the two halves stumps. of the body, right? And you're sitting. Okay, around. how great was it when the police came? Separate chalk lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, well, how am I supposed to have my kids watch this? Because they want to watch some of it. Not this would, of it. You know what? It, it's so over the top and cartoonish that it's not realistic. No, yeah. I get what you're saying on yeah. that one. But it's still, people are dead. Yeah. People are trying to get vengeance because of the people that are dead. Right. And that's. 
you figure that was the problem with a lot of kids programming back in the 80s like you're looking at me like what no dead people <laughs> trying to figure look out at, what the problem look was. at G.I. Joe right which was ostensibly a toy commercial for military oh, stuff right you've got uh, tanks being blown up and you've got airplanes being shot down and Conveniently, a bunch of guys bail out of the tank before right. it explodes. Of course. Parachutes come out of the thing, right? There's no real death. There's no consequence. Right. Which, for the 80s, was okay because right then we had just gotten out of Afghanistan. Yeah. But what it was was people were like, oh my God, look at how violent this stuff in the 70s was. Our children are going to be negatively affected by this. No, they're not. They know it's make-believe. Yeah. They know that there isn't giant monsters. I am sweating my nards off right now. Folks, I'm going to go... Uh, you want to pause it? I'm going to go... No, we're good. You stand for a second. We're going to go put the air conditioning on. Okay. Da, da, da. And then, I mean, you also have to remember, this is just right after, well, about a 10, you know, 6, 7, 8 years... 74 would have been right in the middle of Vietnam, right at the end right. of Vietnam. Right. So, death is, and destruction is on your television every other day. Right. So... I guess people are sort of immune to it. By eighty, yeah. people don't want to think about Vietnam. There's yeah, but a lot of it was a lot of the thing. A lot of the whole like, you treat children. Oh, it's not really for the children. It's to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, no, and that was my whole thing when. Um, oh God, when whatever her name came up with the ratings for typical. No. Video game ratings or something else? It was Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore was the music lady. Oh, it was the music. Parents Music Resource Center. Yeah, of course. But whoever came up with the video game ratings, that person basically told kids, this is the one you want to buy because it's really violent. Well, of course. And you're sitting there going, moron. <laughs> I am is for moron. Yeah. And mature. You, I know what you're attempting to do. But you just basically told kids what they really want to buy because it's violent. But it's always been that way. You figure in the in the 70s, when I grew up, I was not allowed to watch a movie that was not G. Right. Not PG. G. G? I could watch a PG film if one of my parents was there. Hence parental guidance. Okay. You know, it's his parent or guardian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're like, well, no, it means parents. And I'm like, yeah, but it says a thing. Like, yeah, it says I'm, I'm already like Rich Conroy, junior <laughs> lawyer. Like, but it says but your right honor, here. here in the stipulations of and this country, nope, 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 nope. they're like, no. So I could only watch G by myself or PG with movies. a parent. Right. Oh. If I was to go to a friend's house and a non-G movie was to come on, right. I was to leave. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, my parents were lunatics about I that. I guess. They're lunatics. Lunatics. Now, now great, at 11 years old, they took me to the Cannonball Run, uh, 9 to 5. Those are... Uh, well, they're PGs. They were... They're both PG films. Yeah, Cannonball Run was PG. Yeah. I know 9 to 5 is PG. Yeah. They're yeah. both airplane PG. Yeah, yeah. That's Even though it has boobs in it. Well, that's, they were pushing the rating to see how far they could go, and then eventually... PG-13 came with Indiana Jones and the Temple Temple of Doom. Yeah, when he ripped out his heart. And everybody was like, holy crap! You can't show that I anymore. I think the first PG-13 was Gremlins? No. Uh, Red Dawn. 
Was it? Okay. I, it's in the same I mean, general vicinity. Same general vicinity, but there was a different movie that nobody cared about that was PG-13. Okay. And then those two were the real first, like, oh, you've got to see this, PG-13 movies. Yeah. And I, I mean, I knew Red Dawn, they were saying, okay, we got PG-13. Red we'll Dawn. See. Yeah, there you go. Very first. There you go. We'll see what we can do with this. And now PG-13 is so close to R, it's not silly. No, you're allowed one F-bomb. In the PG-13. Okay. Okay. And it's like, okay, you know, it's amazing that, I don't know, it's just amazing to me that what constitutes, like, oh, it's so fine to watch kids get blown, like, not watch kids get blown up. Let's, let's not take that out of context, everyone. <laughs> Podcast host says it's great for kids to get blown up. Ah! Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but, um, it, it's... It's amazing what we consider is okay for kids to see. Like, yeah. Super huge amounts of explosions? Fine, oh, that's great. Good. Pair oh. of boobs? Oh my god. Oh my god, shut down television. No poor children. We just saw Janet Jackson both digit quick. Come on. Shut down for TV a, forever. A second. Oh yeah. god. And I was working in the bar at the time that that yeah. happened. I had no idea it happened until two days later. I was on I was Walking through my living room, and I went, "What the? Was that a boob?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that's bold!" Uh, and then just everybody, "Oh my god!" And you're sitting there going, "Oh god, please, please stop, please stop." But I mean, here's, half here's, of us have them, guys. Here's the question. Yeah. What was the first R movie you know you went to by yourself? Did I know I went to by myself? Friday the Thirteenth, Jason Takes Manhattan. What was that part like six or seven or some such nonsense? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, mine was Porky's. <laughs> there you go. When I was 15. Yeah. Because my parents weren't taking me to an art movie because there was four of us. Oh, yeah. They weren't taking me to a movie. Also, I was not allowed to go to an art movie. Oh, no, either was I. And they were like, oh, no, no, that's restricted. Yeah. You're not allowed to see that until you turn 17. Oh, yeah. My parents so on my birthday. Your 17th birthday, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> 17th birthday, they're like, you're going to the movie tonight? I'm like, yeah, Friday the 13th, Jason takes Manhattan. They're like, what's that rated? I'm like, what's it matter? (laughs) I gotcha. Zingo. (laughs) So, you know what? Yeah, where's the bell? (laughs) Gotcha, bell. There you go. Gotcha. The zingo. So, my mother was like, but, but, and my dad's like, well, he's He's got got a point. This is legal precedent. Somehow he becomes uh, Matlock. <laughs> we said it this way. He waited, and now he no, yeah. I can't stop. Yeah, and there I just watched a, a, any and all things. Now, granted, I had seen some R-rated movies before that, much to my parents' chagrin. I saw The Car, which I don't think even was R. James Brolin. If you've never seen it, it's great. This possessed big black. Was like, it Christine? No, 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 no. Not, definitely not Christine. It's called The Car. Oh, okay. And this possessed black sedan, like it's a Cadillac, terrorizes this small Midwestern town. It's great. Okay. It's great. Right. Yeah. I will get I'm I'm looking for a good copy of it um on on either DVD or Blu-ray okay. that has the um original theatrical run because they when they sh- they showed it on TV, they cut it some. Of course. And they course. put some different stuff right. right. And it's apparently not quite as tense. Okay. But the first one's... Oh, man, my friends told me about it, and I was like, oh, the car. That sounds vaguely <laughs> menacing. And it was really good. Okay. 
Okay. My mom came over and I was watching it and my friend says, she's like, go home. Oh. Go home. Come on. Yep. Yeah, I mean, she's I, like, what's the rate of She's like, go home. You know better than that. I think I got grounded for a while. Oh, good lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah That's I mean, how it works. We're both, you might not be old enough, but I know I'm old enough where there wasn't movie channels until I was older. There wasn't right. VHS players until I was, you know, my parents yeah. didn't get one for a long time. Right. It was PG. The car. Yeah. Okay. Got a six uh, six point one out of ten on IMDb. Okay. So those yeah. jerks of Rotten Tomatoes only say twenty seven percent. I say fooey. Well, I it's mean, great. It with them, I don't even worry about it. You know, <laughs> if it's something I think I might want to watch, I'll watch. I'm gonna it. watch it anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, when they said seven percent on that uh, god awful emoji movie. My son was dying to watch it. As soon as I saw seven percent, I said, "You got no shot of me taking." If mommy takes it, that's a different argument. I'm not doing it. Not happening. Because I knew it was just going to be bad. Even the commercials for it were. It bad. did not look good. But anyway, back great tagline though. What evil drives the car? Oh, nice. Oh yes, yeah, I like that. But yeah, so I got to see Scarface when I was like fourteen or something. Well, I didn't see Scarface until I was well in my thirties. <laughs> we. We had a sleepover, maybe I was like 16, but we had a sleepover at my friend's house. We rented Maniac, Scarface, uh, some Chuck Norris movie. Right, right, right. Like, you know, just just teenage boy. Of course. Like, of we're going to watch a bunch of gory stuff where they swear and maybe there's boobs. You know, like, we're open. Um, <laughs> and so we stayed up all night and we're like, out of our bloody minds the yeah. next day. I fell asleep in church. Nice. Yeah. Sure your mother loved that. Yeah, she was thrilled. <laughs> I was standing up and apparently I was like and I almost fell over and she grabbed me. She's like, sit down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, I'm up. I'm back. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. So anyway, we get let's get on to Farewell to Tears. Um Toru and Karu, uh, they are friends of uh, Jen and uh, Organ and the uh, Mac team are being raised by their dad after their mother passes away. Now they left the training facility one night and a mysterious creature kills the man in front of his kids. Yeah. Like, okay. literally cuts him in half at the waist. Now, did you notice? Cuts the car door. Cuts everything. Yeah. But the person in the costume, it's the same costume from the first one. It looks kind of like Alien Magma, but it's not. I know it's not supposed to be. But it's the same costume. It's not. I looked at two pic. I looked at pictures. It's a different, different head and everything. It was so close to the first. Yeah, one. Yeah, it looks a lot like yeah, Alien. I mean, Man. I didn't stop and take a severe look at it, but it looked so close to it that I'm like, they have okay. They save money by not by using the same no, exact it's costume. It's different head. It just happens okay. to have hair. It's all the rest of the body. Yeah, it's that the looks, same looks body. really okay. the same. Okay, fair enough. So you're like, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so it sort of looks like a a robot beetle crab yeah, scarecrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, and literally cuts the guy in half in front of his kids. So uh, Gan and Goro must now figure out who's going to take care of the newly orphaned siblings. Goro says he still is a bachelor, so he can't feed them. Okay, Goro, that's a little weird. He goes, you know, despite being very handsome, I am still a bachelor. You're like... 
What does that have to do with anything? Well, it means oh. he has he hasn't landed himself a wife who could take care of children, obviously. Or him. Because <laughs> no, he can't feed children. I I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Would you get him kibble? I don't know. Is there a store you can go to and just get, get yeah. food? Orphan chow? Like <laughs> God no. Um, suddenly, a Mac member, Suzuki, uh, also family man, decides to let the kids stay with him, and. Um, and uh, Otori as and well. Then he gets split in half. Right. By the same monster. And you're sitting there going, okay, now these kids have seen two adults that are supposed to take care of them right. get split in half. What I want to know is what did this minutes. kid do that this alien's got this vendetta against him? <laughs> Holy cow. And like you think he'd develop a complex. Again, you know, five minutes of television time, okay, we'll say 24 hours in real time. Right. The kid just saw two, two the same night. Die. No, it was the same night. Was it the same? Because they took him to the, they brought him back to the, the center. And everybody's like, oh, well, what should we oh, do for him? Okay. And they're so like, okay, the cool. Night. Walking him home at the same time. Oh, God, no. So you're like, okay, great. Um, uh, so in uh, Captain Moroboshi informs uh, again that the metal object that was dropped has Ultraman Leia's face, which the creature leaves at the scene. Uh, right, it's made of space metal, meaning he did this to try to ruin Ultraman Leia's game, uh, like reputation. Right. So uh, on another night, Morboshi is then ambushed uh, by the alien, and then uh, Gen arrives and forces it to flee. But Morboshi informs Gen that the alien is named Asuric, and uh, the outer space monster has flesh shredding blades for hands. Makes it hard to wipe, I suppose. But oh. I don't know. Um, to defeat him, Gen must learn another martial arts technique to apply to the growing Leo's skill set. Right, and I'm I'm good with the martial arts background yeah, and all that. That's it's a nice, fine. It's a nice, it's a nice um, filler. That's basically what it is. It's a nice filler. But you notice that there was the scene where he was trying to kick that thing that um, the rope the in tree there. with it. That remind you of something we saw recently? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that might have been a tribute because that was an anniversary um, movie. Okay. Isaiah's Zay- 2 was an anniversary movie. So, it might so there was been. a lot of pulling from different stuff. I right? gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll buy yeah. that. So um, it was, I thought it was a pretty good um, episode. Yeah. The, the destruction, again, they are they're using everything they've got. Well, yeah. And I mean, they're putting the suit on the giant monster. Completely different than the suit on the small monster. Right, which was cool. Very much so. Fine with that. I like the suit on the giant monster. I don't know how he changed so much from going from small to large. I let that slide. Well, you Fine. know, so he lost his abs. He's, you know, it's very bloated. Oh. <laughs> but the fight scenes are good. Yeah. When he does, when he like swings the blade arms and like tops of buildings just slide off oh, diagonally, yeah. diagonally, they were at an angle. <laughs> diagonally, come on. Um, they, I mean, you gotta figure they're building the building so that way, as soon as yeah, it touches course. them, they're gonna fall in yeah. that manner. It's but probably got little rods put in that just pulls and goes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's well thought out. Oh yeah. Really, really well. Care was put in there. Yeah, sure. For even '74, you know, and having now watched the this is eight years into the Ultraman series. Yeah, and having watched Ultraman Great, where you know they didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah, this they know what they're doing. Yeah, completely. And it's six years earlier, 
fucking Japan and right. Super Rare. And these are guys who are have been working in special effects for 20, 30 years yeah. at this point. Yeah, exactly. These are some of the same guys that worked on the 54 Godzilla. Really? So yeah. yeah 20 Super Rare has been the guy doing it since then. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. So Leo uh, shows up and uh, is roundly trounced. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he gets he gets beat up pretty bad. And I like the fact that he destroyed a refinery. I'm all good with the refinery, refinery bell. <laughs> and then they try to use airplanes on the stupid thing. Mm-hmm. And they do nothing. <laughs> they did. They did. Well, no, they do provide a great target. Right. That's <laughs> basically all they did. And the captain sees that they're really ineffective. Right. And calls them all back. Right. And he's like, hey, we got to put faster engines in these things. Knowing this, that, that that's not really the answer. Anything. Right. And he knows that. But, but he has to give him some sort of hope. Oh, he's tired. <laughs> you yeah, were out a little late bit. last night, folks. So if we yawn, you're going to have to forget Yeah, this. we were out late. We were out. To, for us, we were out late. <laughs> well, we were still in yeah. bed by midnight-ish. <laughs> but that's late for us. Yes. Um, well, for I you, don't think midnight I went to bed. No, it's not, but I'm still tired. Yeah, yeah, well. Um, you got up early. I went to bed late. You got up early. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, what do you call it? Um, so... I, um, I watched this episode last night and then I started the second one and promptly fell asleep. Yeah. So the, he kicks, he basically, uh, the monster kicks Ultraman Leo into the harbor and. Uh, the color timer goes off and end of episode two part. Yeah, and you're like, holy crap, a two parter again? This is. Yeah, and I, I thought that same thing. I'm starting to think that they might do two parters consistently. Now I don't really want to look because that would just break my yeah. thought process because I'm crazy that way. But they might just do two-parters throughout this thing, because it seems that that's what they want to do. Right, right, right. You know, and all the, the training regimens that they're showing for the karate, okay, fine. Nice yeah. filler. If you take all that out, you might be able to squeeze everything into one episode, but I'm not... Yeah, but then you'd be like, holy crap, that was rushed. Yeah. So you're like, all right, fine. fine, fine. I don't mind the pacing up. Right. So it's not bad. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with the second half of this A Vow Between Men. Yeah. And on mine, it said an oath between men. All right. Fair enough. um, On the Crunchyroll one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Same thing. All right. Uh, We'll be back in a minute. Hey, we're back already. Look at that. Did you miss us? Great. Uh, Here we go. A Vow Between Men is the second episode of Ultraman Leia we're going to talk about today. Episode 4. April, no, I'm sorry, May 3rd, 1974. It's a 15.9% rating. We're going up, kids. We're going up. Um, Again, same director. Same director. So do you think that's just more adults are watching or more, I don't know. No, it's not. Remember, it's not a rating share. This is an approval rating thing. Oh, if okay. I'm not mistaken, that's that's how they're showing. That's how they're doing it on these. Okay, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, if anybody knows how the Ultraman rating thing, thing on on uh, on fa- Wikia fandom, that would be great to know. Hit us up. Let us know. We're not smart. We'll yeah, admit it. I would love to know how they they come up with that. Now the first two minutes is recap. Just recap. What's up with you know? Gotta let it recap because there's so much going on. Like, yeah. That's why we have a narrator, we have the internal monologue in this show. We have a lot of different things. And you can see they really, like you said, 
they made this for adults. Yeah. They didn't make this for kids. Right. So I'm trying to let now more go away, but I'm still going to point out the fact right. that this damn thing is bloody and deadly. And yeah. Oh my God, really? Are we doing this? Because it's supposed to be a kid's show. Right. And we're like, well, we just want to bring some more parents in on it. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, my, I'm, I'm just trying to think what. I don't know what other shows in Japan were popular at that time. Oh, I'd have no idea. I barely know what shows were popular in the United States in 74. Yeah, me either. I was four, so I'm like, I oh. was six, seven, right. like that was region. Like, oh. um, I'm wondering if something like the Zatoichi, um, the Zatoichi show was not um, popular. Popular, and that's the Blind Swordsman. Okay. Um, let's see if there's anything I know. I notice. Well, um, I mean, here's the thing. Oh well, Get a Robo. That's that's a like it's one of the Shogun Warrior shows. Okay. Hurricane Polymer. That's another um, um, popular anime. Oh, okay. Common Rider, Amazon. Common Rider X. Uh, Space Battleship Yamato. Okay, Ooh. sure. Yeah. That is, there's a, by the way, on Crunchyroll, um, they're showing Yamato 2199, which is a reimagining of the original 70s series. Okay. Really? Yeah, get on. It's military drama. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I have to watch it. Good stuff. Fair yeah. Um, Army of the Apes. Oh, so they saw Planet of the Apes and said, we can make this? And they did, sure. and it was something else. <laughs> um, Super Robot Mock Baron. Um, okay. Izuna Man Flash, which is another like um, uh, Tokusatsu show. Yeah, so there was a lot of a lot of Special darker effects. material, I think. Oh, okay. Like, okay. <coughs> yeah, because it's '74. That's right at the end of Vietnam. Right. So it's a dark time. Right. That's right, what right. you gotta go with, because like I said, you're seeing death and destruction in the news every day. So it was a darker time. Oh wow! Do, do you do you remember? Um, oh, wow, there's damn seventies Japan TV was the golden age, man. Really? Holy moly! There's all sorts of stuff. Okay. Yeah, those are the shows that started in seventy four, and those shows that ended are like Cutie Honey, Zalbiger, um, Green Man, Izuna Man, Izuna Man Flash, um, okay. Kevin Rider V three, Kevin Rider X, Kikator, Mazinger Z, Cashern. Yeah, none of those make any sense. Uh, Science Ninja Team Gotchaman, Super Robot Red Baron, Tetsujin Tiger 7, it's, there's a, and Ultraman Taro. So okay. there was a lot going on in 74. The, that, that was a golden age, kids. Like, it. literally, that was a golden age. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but now, back to our actual mm -hmm. The captain tries to use rockets on this monster. Mm -hmm. And somehow... The rockets either push or the... Oh, he leads them into the electrical line. Yeah. Like, and he kind of baits them by... Right, and somehow hovers over the electric line. To VTOL, that's fine. In 74. Okay, fine. We had one in 66. True. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And remember, so these don't take place in 74. They take place... In the future, so we can get away. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Baits the monster into hitting the electricity. Right. And that just shocks him to... Freaks him out. To yeah. Like, yeah, and he starts... Well, you know and then when the captain walks away, 
he's walking at that 45 degree angle right. for the camera angle. And I was sitting there going, why is he? Who? He's okay. broken. Maybe it's because he's broken. But he just. All right. He's you know broken. I, 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 His leg is broken. He can't transform. He's. He's. Yeah, but I mean, and again, they go now. When the captain answered the phone, there's all kinds of bad camera angles on that too. Oh yeah, there's a lot going on with that. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out why this guy is using these weird drama. <laughs> Everything about this show this is dramatic. Is loud drama. And yeah. You're like, okay, I guess. And then when uh, they find they find Gen, um, the kids are the kids are well. The best is when they the monster's being shocked and the kid is like, kill him. Kill him yeah. for my dad. You're just like, okay. yeah, do okay. it. Jeepers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kid is like, like, I want blood. And also, how many times can that kid say, damn it? A lot. A lot. Or whatever the equivalent is. Yeah, obviously they're writing it out as damn it. So yeah, it's gotta so it's got to be, gotta be something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not that we speak Japanese, but it's got to be not good. Right. But again, it's in a kid's show, so how bad... Language-wise, really, could it be? Well, for it to be able to be translated into Dan. Yeah. And well, maybe there's old. no cultural equivalent, so it's like it's a curse, but it's not. Okay. Yeah, I it's guess it's not like something like well, we don't we really don't have a word for that. I got you. So, like, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, um. So, uh, the uh, uh, Moriboshi and Gen uh, are training, and he is just. Training the living blazes out of him. Yeah, takes him out to a waterfall, and he's like, "You must learn to split the water." And that's where I'm sitting there going, "Really, we're splitting water now?" Uh, all right. don't understand it, but sure, no, nope. don't get it at all. Nope. And uh, so the monster just keeps appearing and leveling different parts of Tokyo. Right. And I liked when the monster destroyed the train, that model train that they built. Specifically for it to destroy, right. and then they had the composite shot of the people, people running. That looked fantastic. Great! And every shot where there were people evacuating and there was destruction going on in the background was unbelievable. Exactly, they were unbelievable. Really do know what they are doing. Yeah, by this they look fantastic. Greatly done. They look fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then you notice how then the monster gets electric powers. Yeah. Because he somehow stored it like a battery. Right. Okay, monster science. Right, um, and, and, but, and this is where I'm going to use your belt. You can use electricity to melt steel? Okay, science. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, they, you know how they achieve that effect? A little inside baseball here, guys. Oh, do tell. Those, um, all those beams and stuff right. are molded from wax, right? So you know what? They, that really does make sense. Then they turn the studio lights on super hot and it just goes... And it just melts down. That, you know what? That's really cool. Yeah. That's well done. Yeah. I give them that. Yeah. I mean, it looked, it looked really cool and yeah. I didn't know what they were doing. Now like, that you say they wow, do that. Yeah. It really does make a lot of sense. Yeah. It's really, really well done. Yeah. There's, if you're a, if you're a special effects aficionado, um, there's a lot to like in the, these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had never seen, I mean, I probably have seen it, just didn't realize it. But that was real, and I'm trying to figure out how did they do that? Because that really looks cool. Now that you say it, it's wax. It's really well, well done. Yep, yep. All right. And um, so uh, you know, Ultraman Leo comes back, 
and the kids are excited he's not dead. Right, right. And they they pretty much say, oh, yeah, it's Ultraman Leo, and oh, yeah, he's back, and oh, yeah, he didn't kill my dad. Yeah, that's the thing that killed my dad. That's because they realize once they see him chopping buildings and that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the that's thing. That's the thing. Okay. Makes sense. <clears throat> and um, so, of course... Gen figures out the technique when the when Moriboshi tells him right how to chop through how to like search for the target inside right the use water your mental powers and it's the it's the um, the uh, petal the the flower blossom petals yes the cherry blossom petals cherry blossom petals <sighs> and he figures out how to do it fights the monster like beats the living daylights out of him yeah then chops his arms off. Holy cow. Again. Chops his arms off. But wait, there's more. The monster lands, and then the two blade hands go into his chest. Into his chest. And then it disappears. Yeah, and you're sitting there going, that's awfully violent. (laughs) Again, for what's theoretically a kid show, it's awfully violent. But is it any worse than Yosemite Sam getting blown up in a cargo hold? No. No. <laughs> no. Fair. Fair. Okay. Oh. It's like, God. look, kids, if you encounter your own giant monster, feel free to chop its arms off. I okay, guess. like I guess. But not until then. It must be a giant monster. Unless you're unless you're defeating Kaiju, we don't want to see this sort of ultraviolence. Exactly. Exactly. My neighbor Paul. It looks like my neighbor Paul. Hi, neighbor Paul. Hi, neighbor Paul. It's in case he accidentally listens to this. Okay. And, uh, I mean, then they showed the kids from the first episode mm. with their new family, mm. showing that they're now happy and mm. healthy mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that way we can wrap up the episode very happily yeah. and move on. But uh, uh, we, we neglected to. We were talking about a little bit earlier that uh, Moriboshi just smacks the living crap out oh, of getting a lot. He's like, do you think your tears can defeat this monster? Slaps him again. He's like, and a couple, t- not just once, but like three or yeah. four or five times. My favorite is like, are those tears I see? I'm like, he just walked out of a waterfall. How can you tell? He could just be wet. Yeah, it can happen that way. Yeah. You're sitting on her. You know, but he's like, I learn the technique. And I mean, like I said, the, the montages of him training, I'm good with, I'm yeah. fine with. The, him slapping him. All right, bit much, but all right, I can deal with it. But oh my god, they really are violent. How about show. how about what I love is uh, he gets the phone call that that Ken is alive, right? Yeah, he's like, I'll be right there. Chooses to walk. Yes, because God forbid we drive. How he doesn't? He can't walk that long. It looks like it took him. Like five years to get good there. three hours. It's dawn yeah. when he gets to the end. Okay, yeah. he's in this he's on a shift hospital bed. What's with the ball sack? Hang on. It's like a hot water be, bottle yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <coughs> but it looks and, like he's getting tea bag. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And I mean, when Gen decides to get out of the bed, he just moves the bandages a little bit. And they all come off in one piece. He's a shoomph. It's out. That's not how bandages work. Not generally, no. But, okay, we'll let it slide. (laughs) They use paper mache on you. Sure. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. I I can hear the captain. Of course you can hear the captain. That cane makes a racket. That cane makes a racket. Also, he comes up in that crazy 
looking nuclear ice cream truck that they drive Oh around. my god, that thing was the coolest <laughs> thing I have ever seen. I didn't know what the heck that was. I'm like, is that a fire truck? I don't care what it is, it is great. <laughs> it shoots stuff out of it. What I love about the, the effects in this is there clearly there are um, cannons shooting Roman candles at monsters. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's good. Fantastic. Because they, they know by now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why yeah. use the optical effects? They're expensive. Just use practical we effects. We have tons of Roman candles sitting around. Yeah. And it'll bounce off whatever the suit is because yeah. it's not sitting on it long enough to really burn it. So right. it just bounce right off. Yeah. Good. No problem. Perfect. Um, wow. And uh, he's he gets out and he starts shooting at the monster, right? Mm. He, with a handgun. But he has to pull the holster and then swap it to his good hand. So why not just put, put the holster on the other on side? The other side? Yeah. Or draw across your body. I know it's not. Yeah, just put it on backwards. Do the cross draw. That's mm. fine. I wonder if that's going to change in later episodes. That they saw it and somebody was like, guys, yeah, yeah. seriously? Like, <laughs> why... Now, Come on. I, the only thing I could think was that because he's got his cane in his good hand, yeah. he's pulling the gun, switching the gun and the cane, and but still that's annoyingly obtrusive. Yeah. You'd think you could do a cross drop, give him a shoulder holster. Exactly. It's anything. not that bad. Um, Alright, let's do a uh, monster, monster minute on our, on our alien Cirque. He's only appeared in two episodes. Um, his height is between 2.4 and 54 meters. Uh, let's see. No roar to no roar to be uh, played, guys. Sorry about yeah, that. That happens. Yeah, the thing didn't really roar. It didn't really make a lot of noise. I mean, it had the chopping all the time. Yeah. But it didn't roar at all. Yeah. Um, let's see. He uh, shows up with ru- to ruin the reputation of Ultraman Leo. Uh, that's after his victory against the alien magma. So you got to be assume that he's in the uh, the magma family. Yeah, yeah. That that's he's, fair enough. He's in the magma mob, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I mean that, like I said, the, the monster that they had at first, the human-sized one, it's basically the same suit with a different mask. Because I, I, can, I don't think it is, because the magma suit is mostly spandex with that big silver shoulder. All right. Right. I mean, it kind of looked to me like the same suit, but if you're going to tell me it's different, all right. I'm yeah. Gonna go too, too um, crazy. Powers and weapons are blades, um, nice. martial arts mastery, transforms into a larger, monstrous form, and he's an extraordinary jumper. Okay. So there you go. I didn't notice the extraordinary jumper. Well, no, when he's in the human form, he's like jumping up on the light posts, and he's jumping on the fences. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. And that was very effective and scary. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. So there's not very much on the monster at all. Just the fact no, that he not. has blade arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the biggest basic problem with them. So, oh, look at this. You, there was a figure combo made of the alien version and the giant version. Okay. Look at that. Okay. That's cool. Okay, that I is like very that. cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's probably obscenely expensive. Oh, yeah. So that looks like that looks like '74 style vinyl, and it's yes. like okay, yes. that's a lot. <laughs> oh, That's going to be money. Oh, dude, those things are crazy. Yeah, because they're hard to keep. Yeah. You know, they're vinyl. They'll melt if you look at them the wrong oh, way. They're, they're, they're soft vinyl. They're, I have old toys. I've owned toys from older than that. Oh, okay. But okay. the problem is, is mothers 
throw them out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want all those old Ultraman toys. I gave them to your little cousins. Yeah. Who in turn give them to their little cousins. Who in turn throw them out. Or they or go to some the sort of... Or, or they go to a resale shop or whatever. <coughs> and that's why... Figures like that are four hundred dollars. Yeah, five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we kept them. Yeah, we. I've seen ones that are in the bags with the header cards. Right. Still from back then, and those are just ridiculously expensive. Yeah, in the box mint, absolutely expensive. Now in Japan, uh, in Hawaii, in the seventies, they got a lot of stuff over. Right. Of course, because because there was a lot of Japanese. Population, Hawaii, sure. They were showing a lot of Japanese television in because it's actually a bit closer to subtitle too. They would do subtitles. There you go, yeah. nice, nice. But they would do special Hawaii repaints of some of the figures. Okay. You want to talk about stupid money? Really? Because they were much smaller. It was a much smaller subsession. I got you. So they would be like, "Oh, we're going to make a purple King Ghidorah, or we're going to insane, just expensive. dumb okay. money." Okay. $1,200, $1,400. Oh, it was Lord. at least back when I was in the business. Right, 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 right. But that's insane. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it's insane money. Yeah, that's funny. It, was, it was good, absolutely berserk. Um, in fact, I'm going to see if there's any on eBay right now. Just to take a look and see. Yeah, sure, we because got it. it's an interesting thing. J W A I I. Vinyl. Figurine. Go ahead. What do we got? Twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. We got to figure if it was a couple of years ago. It's up to fifteen hundred now. Well, there was a crash. Yeah, but everything's back up again. Not, not to. Okay, holy butts! Do tell. Do tell. Rare soft vinyl hetera. Okay. Smog monster. Hawaii version. Right. Now, of course, this is what they're asking. But do tell. So we don't know. Let me what see they if will take. there's information on here. This is what the bid is. So, And there's also a best offer available on this. Um, holy crap. You ready? Go ahead, I'm waiting. $9,499. Holy! $9,500. And it's oh. loose. Here I was thinking 15 You're saying, no, not 1500 Oh my God, $9,500. That's what they're asking. Yeah. Will it go for that? I don't know. That doesn't seem... That seems ridiculously <laughs> stupid money. Yeah. For something you can't really use because you want to be able to You want to display it. it. It's, that's all. Well, that's all. These are not uh, stuff to play with. No, no, not for $9,500. It's not... <laughs> oh, God. Like, I understand that. Like... My son has some Godzilla toys that I gave him, and he we thought he lost one of them. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's see what that goes for now. And I was like, oh, $95. Yeah. Well, if he one. lost it, he lost it. That's that. Say <laughs> la vie. And, uh, but no, it turns out it was outside. So that's... Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, see now, Marmot, this company Marmot started making figures that were very similar to the old... The old oh, school okay. ones. And now they're only $100. Yeah. Okay, that's not awful. 19 Okay, not awful. Like these are these are these are newish. These these came out in the late 90s. Okay. That's not terrible. I had a punch from For 100 bucks that's not god yeah, awful. I had a 95 punch. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Like, and then, oh, we're pregnant. Another toy collection. Sayonara. It's just stuff. You gotta do what you gotta do. I understand. It's just stuff. Guys, if you ever come in the position where you have to sell stuff that you really like, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. Exactly. You can always get more stuff later on down the line. And then maybe you'll realize you don't want that stuff. You want different stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's the way it is. I like it. But yeah, so that's our uh, our about two episodes. Yeah, I think we're about wrapping it up. Thanks for 146 listens last week, guys. Yeah, thank you very Good much. Good stuff. We do appreciate it. We're almost at 5,000 total. All right. Look at us. All right. Yeah, I'm liking that. Yeah. I'm liking that. Good stuff. So yeah, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anybody. Tell everybody. We're tell anyone who will listen. <laughs> hijack the hijack the over the store speakers at, at the local Kroger if you have to. <laughs> anything anything that will help. Um, and uh, remember, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow the show's Twitter feed at Ultraman Podcast. And uh, that's about it, you guys. Yeah, I think so. All right, we'll see you in a week for Sally more Fourth Ultraman Leia. Sally Forth. Music for this podcast was provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is UltramanPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at UltramanPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.